0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived, growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Good afternoon, Joe.
0: Hi, Richard. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Nice to be chatting with you again this afternoon. Yes. Uh, what's been uh, going on in your world, Joe?
0: Well, I have to tell everyone I have been to a show. I went to saw went and saw Hamilton the Musical, as did many others <laughs> in the same week from church, and it was so good.
1: Fantastic. Now, this is mm. down in Sydney?
0: Yeah, that's and... right. And I went with a girlfriend, and we had a girls' weekend. It was so fun.
1: Now, have you been a long-time Hamilton fan?
0: Uh, I watched it on Disney Plus last year, and I think I spoke about it in the podcast, actually. Um, and mm. it, I watched it with this particular girlfriend she'd come to visit me at my house and so then when we we watched it we loved it we said okay we'll go see it together which is quite extravagant for both of us we wouldn't usually go do that kind of thing and so actually the joy of Hamilton was that it was with Roz and we had such a lovely time together just chatting before and chatting after but in the middle watching a very high quality musical, which was about American history, which is quite mm. random, but it was, I, I loved it. I had a great time.
1: What was the highlight of the live experience uh, apart from oh. being with your friend, of course, but uh, well, being um, there live?
0: Yeah. Okay. So there was one moment where as I watched the musical on a screen, I wasn't particularly moved, but there was a moment as the mother was singing. Um, I don't want to give away the story. The mm-hmm. mother is singing out her grief mm-hmm. and it was just so moving to watch a live actor really convincingly sing about mm. her grief, and I was in tears. And it was, uh, you know, we we're all wearing face masks, so it was quite awkward to try oh, and right. manage tears and face masks. That yeah. had never happened to me before. But it was, um, <laughs> it was really she did such a convincing job of, yeah. of the emotion she was meant to convey, and she sang so well. And I was looking at her thinking, she's sitting down and belting out that number. She must oh, have really? excellent breath support.
1: This <laughs> <laughs> is this you as a speech pathologist?
0: <laughs> well uh, she a, breath- a uh, not very good singer. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyway. But yeah, it was great. great. And did you dress
1: up for the show? Like uh... Oh
0: yes. We both we both looked at it. <laughs> and it was so fun. But you, Richard, Gilead.
1: Yeah. Um this is a book I've been reading. Like now and again yeah. I'll be I, I'm very comfortable reading sort of airport novels and things like that, but this is mm. actually a proper not nice novel. Mm. Uh, it's called it's Gilead, called Gilead, by Marilyn Robinson. Yes. And uh, published in 2004. And I heard about it, I think I might have read about it, on one of those sort of what am I reading kind of blog posts from somebody. Yeah. I, yeah. I really can't remember. Jotted it down. And uh, it's really been quite good, quite moving. Uh, it's named Gilead after a town in Iowa which is mm. where um the main characters are and uh it's written kind of in this style of a a a, a, fa- a father's letter to his son kind of thing
2: mm.
1: and uh it's um so it's a a little bit like uh demanding it takes some concentration mm. so it's it's, and it's quite meditative and comp, and contemplative but the, mm. here are the two things that are interesting it's written the main character is a pastor in a Congregationalist church Ooh, and um, this is not like a it's not by a Christian publisher I don't know Marilyn Robinsons story but it's a very sympathetic and realistic view of um, a minister and pastoral ministry so this mm. guy knows his Bible quite well he's an evangelical Um and he shares a lot about pastoral experience, like um, mm. things like uh, what to do with old sermons or coming across a sermon that you don't um, sure if you agree with you know, mm. <laughs> anymore or um, um, how people treat you as the pastor and um, stuff like that. So, uh, and his father was a pastor, and there's a whole kind of generation thing. So, that was really interesting, kind of reading things that I, I could sort of relate to a lot of it mm. as a pastor. Yeah. Um, But, of course, very different, different time and age and and so on. And uh, the other thing was just the the depth of relationship kind of stuff. Um, It's one of those books about relationships and, you know, my father and my son and that sort of thing, Hmm. which sometimes I find a bit hard going. But this um, was really good and got me thinking. And probably the most moving aspect of it was this man's relationship with the son, the adult son of his best friend. Uh, And this adult son of the best friend, like, life hadn't worked out so good for um I Mm. won't give anything away but Mm. um I found that quite moving because you think you and I at an age where you have lots of friends and we know lots Mm. of kids Mm. and just to think about this whole generation of our friends kids will grow up and yeah what if what if life doesn't work out so well for some of them and like Mm. (laughs) well that's so heavy um but it's it's treated not sensationally it's really gentle but it's uh yeah really helpful reflection on um yeah, relating to a son, uh, the the son of your your best friend, and mm. if things aren't going well, so mm. um, would I recommend it? Oh, well, look, I think I probably would, Joe. But you know, my recommendations, it's always like you know, have a listen and don't feel like you need to press on to the end. If, if yeah, if it's, if it's working in one of your long drives up uh, up north, <laughs> well, then, it, then it I would wasn't recommend. My it.
0: list, this book. Oh, really? it was on my list for a while. I had a friend who loved Marilyn Robinson, and I actually right. read another book of Marilyn's um many years ago now and it's interesting because if you're speaking it i'm i can't remember the name of the book i can't remember mm. really what happened but the same feeling you're describing of having engaged with a meaningful discussion about relationships through fiction mm. is exactly what i can recall it was. yeah yeah and so it wasn't an easy it wasn't even there was no fluff to it it had depth but it was enjoyable mm. about mm. It's not the kind of thing I'll go back to doing a whole lot of. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When well, the good time is, is right, maybe Joe. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. You can ha- happily sit on your to-read books. That's right. With, with no <laughs> yeah. no urgency.
0: That's exactly right. But our definite to-read is the Bible. How about that segue? Um, yeah. <laughs> what are you reading at the moment, Richard?
1: I am reading uh, Psalms, as I shared yeah uh, recently. Um, getting into Psalms and uh, just came across a great verse in Psalm 112, which I thought I'd share with you. Mm. Psalm 112, uh, which is funny with mm. Psalms, sometimes you kind of don't make it to the to the mid hun- to the early hundreds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, You've given it a good go and you're out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's some good stuff there that we don't always get to because we give up. Um, but Psalm 112, verse seven is um, he's talking about the righteous. I will read from verse six. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Mm. And that just struck me, no fear of bad news, because I realized, I think in my heart, that I live in perpetual fear of receiving bad news. Mm. Um, you know, the the email, the phone call, uh, the the prospect that something, something bad might happen uh, makes me a little anxious. But the Bible is saying here, the righteous have no fear of bad news because, well, it's pretty obvious, like the hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Mm. So that's been helpful for me thinking, all right, uh, there's a connection here. If I trust in the Lord, I don't need to fear bad news. Mm. Like I don't want bad news, but I don't need to have that same fear that Mm. everything's going to go wrong if I get bad news.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Yes, that's interesting. You know, I've never realized, I always read that as a heavenly, like a future heavenly reality, mm. rather than a now reality. That oh, in heaven we won't have any fear of bad news because there will be no bad. There news. There will be
1: no bees. Yeah,
0: in heaven we won't struggle. We'll be steadfast and trusting in the Lord. Mm. Um, but you've obviously read that as a now reality.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for putting that alternative to there. I'm looking mm. over the verse again. But mm. yeah, no, I think it's. Uh, I, I think it's. Um, oh, thankfully, in heaven there will be no bad news. I really look mm. forward to that day. But um, I think this is, yeah, could he's talking about the present experience of, um, yeah, um, not fearing about that bad news because of our trust in, in the Lord.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Even in verse 9 where it says, um, the they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their home will be lifted high in honour. Mm. Uh, their horn will be lifted high in honour. I look at that and I think, oh, the righteousness is the thing that's going to endure forever. There is a mm. sense of a forever being mentioned, but it, and so obviously they're not in the forever of heaven yet um, yeah and so yeah i I've, I've changed my mind this is great
1: <laughs> great uh, well look i hope that uh yes the two of us joe can not fear bad news or not fear bad news as much as I we think, as we do
2: yeah
0: yeah and not be shaken that verse 6 of it's just such a beautiful picture isn't it of of the christian life that this is the joy that we have now not being fearful of bad news and you no know, being shaken because of um yeah, the life of living in Jesus—it's
2: good. Yeah,
1: so Psalms it always pays to read. Yeah,
0: mm. but um, and you finished you finished the Psalms in a month.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can update our our listeners and you Joe on that. I did actually <laughs> get through the read the Psalms in a month challenge, and uh, it was great. I mean, I was pretty tired sometimes at the end of the night. I felt like I was mm. a bit going through the motions, but even on those times, there was spiritual benefit, and I found myself mm. a little spiritually fresher this month. Mm. A, a, a little li- a little less media dependent. <laughs>
2: mm. Oh, well, that's so great.
1: I think I'm going to try it again, but it might start fresh in the first of next month, so whenever that goes. See if <laughs> I can build a good. habit here.
0: That sounds yeah. really good. Mm, interesting. Well, uh, I Pedro, have been yeah, tell reading. Tell us about your reading and thinking. Yeah. I've been reading a book that I've had on my to-be-read list for a little while because someone had recommended it to me, but I'd also seen it and thought, ooh, interesting. mm So let me read the blurb to you uh, Mm -hmm. on the cover. Religion's decline in the modern world turns out to be a myth. Christianity is the most widespread global belief system and promises to remain so. But for many educated Westerners, biblical Christianity is a dangerous idea, challenging some of our deepest beliefs. No matter what we currently do, I believe we must all confront Christianity, the most widespread belief system in the world, with the most far-reaching intellectual footprint and a wealth of counterintuitive wisdom concerning how humans should thrive.
2: that's bold. And I was like,
0: wow, take my yeah. money. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and so this book is called um, Confronting Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. It's obviously mm-hmm. a book trying to, you know, an apologetic for the Christian faith. And yeah. I have only read this is me being really honest I have only read the introduction and the first chapter yeah um and I'm listening to it as an audible book and I have already been struck by reading it because Great. she's got this thesis she's obviously a very intelligent woman she references just casually that she while she was at Yale I was like oh, okay it's that kind of book <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yale you got to really, really be pretty smart. smart
1: to get into Yale <laughs>
0: yeah so i was like all right okay we're in that kind of territory good 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 because i've never heard of the woman before um Mm. but as she starts she's she's bold and she's saying look the statistics don't bear out this this narrative that our world is becoming secularized and that there's no hope for christianity etc and she just quotes some statistics about the growth of christianity and the growth of um religion in general Mm. um Certain religions and the de- decline of other religions and what that, what, how we can understand uh, religion. And I have found it quite interesting so far. I haven't seen her deal with the Bible yet, so I'm curious to see how that will go. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, the chapters, so she essentially structures her book with 12 things that we must confront about Christianity or that the person who is engaging with Christianity must confront. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: the, the, the hot topics, of course, aren't we better off with religion? Without religion is chapter one. Chapter 3 is, how can you say there's only one true faith?
2: Mm-hmm. So, of
0: course, you're really hitting the big big ones. And then other ones as well, of course, which are, doesn't religion cause violence? Hasn't science disproved Christianity? Doesn't Christianity denigrate women? Isn't Christianity homophobic?
2: Mm.
0: I'm really looking forward to reading this book because I suspect it's going to be quite an interesting read and one that I might feel comfortable handing that intelligent friend to discuss after she's read it. Um, I've got yeah. one particular friend I'm thinking of. But yeah. I want to share how it's actually influenced my behavior, which has been really great. So I go to Women's Growth Group on a Thursday morning uh, with a Mm -hmm. bunch of girlfriends. Hi, girls, if you're there with me on a Thursday morning. Uh, (laughs) And we have a great time. And at the start of the morning, I do a little welcome and maybe an activity or two. Mm -hmm. And reading this book just got me thinking about how, yeah, the gospel is growing. God is growing his people and he's growing his church. And mm. just in having read the first two chapters, I felt more confident to say that. Um, and so, we did a little activity this morning about how do we share what we love about Jesus, just mm-hmm. in passing, in a in a regular chat at the school gate, et cetera, and yeah. how do we um, introduce the fact that we're a Christian in conversation. Yeah. And the reason I got thinking about that was because I thought, well, back in, you know months ago, I thought, okay, I need to read a book that's going to help me in mission. I want to keep bringing those onto my radar. keep thinking about sharing Jesus with others who aren't Christians. This mm. book was something that recommended it. I read it. Read it three months, you know, after thinking about reading it, and the next day, it, it's made a difference um, because mm. it's made me think. That's right. God's growing His church. Um, this little book hasn't even engaged with the Bible yet, but just reading it has made <laughs> me think about um, biblical Christianity is something I want other people to believe in. So yeah. it's been a great. It's been a great moment, actually.
1: Yeah, it's funny how just even a small, a little bit of reading on something good mm. can build conviction. Mm. Um, and uh, be a great help for us spiritually and that that all sounds fantastic
0: yeah and isn't it interesting as well that that god can use these little nuggets of wisdom from one book for Mm. someone and he might use a different part for a different person but Mm. ultimately um, he's using he's getting us to use our brains to grow to know him better and serve him more and i I love that about um, what we believe about how god has made the human brain to to grow to know him more and to be more yeah. convinced about our beliefs. Yeah. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Mm.
1: Well, mm. I look forward to hearing more about um, that book. Uh, what's it called? Confronting Christianity.
0: Christianity? Yeah. So it's 12 things that they that she's trying to tackle. And this is my invitation because I haven't really read much of it. I'm mm. going to start pretty much get going with it now, but I'm not particularly fast reader. <laughs> So if you would like to read this book along with me, go for it and send us an email and let me know what you're thinking. And I will include you in the discussion because I think – it's an interesting book, and I'd love to hear what other people think. Um, yeah. You know, confronting Christianity, feel free to email us in at homegrownfaith at org. But, um, Richard, final thing to say, today yeah. is our 50th episode. Oh, is it really? 50 episodes? Yeah. yeah. Crazy, right?
1: That's incredible. <laughs> I feel moved. Man, <laughs> all these chats. I know. 50 episodes.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, it's been funny, you know, it started during COVID and it's been an interesting, um, journey of ministry to, mm. for us to think about, okay, what do we want to share about to help ourselves grow, but mainly our church? And yeah. Mm. So I, I guess I was thinking, okay, what would be, what would I love to see happen on my 50th episode? The 50th <laughs> episode, what I love is if you don't, if you have a friend who's a Christian who doesn't have a church, why not share this podcast with them? Um, but also, why not invite them to come to our church? We love HBC. We love, um, yeah, if you're living in Newcastle, it's a great church to come to. Share this podcast with a friend who's a Christian, who who doesn't have a home yet in a church, and then invite them along to our church. We'd love to see them join us in more than a podcast. Um, that'd be yeah, great. Mm. I
1: agree. Great mm. message. Mm. Well, thanks, Joe. We better finish up our 50th episode now. <laughs>
0: woo Sounds good. Talk to you next week.
1: Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.